It's 3 o'clock on the Blitz 1170, and that means it's time for the show with Pop and Colby. I start looking around. I'm like, who wants some of this? I would think you would have a little bit more self-awareness. Yum, yum, give me some. <laughs> Although that might have just ended any at all <laughs> I chances just, of I just killed happening. it. Scott File is alongside trying to keep them on time. It's technically a sports show, but that's debatable. What? Like, you just deserve to not yeah. have penalties Wait. called against you because you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? Well, while Dan Cooper looks at Rico Dowdle's appendage. Daddy! Oh, look at that! Look at this, look at that! What did you say Candace Bergeron looked like? Robocop. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like Peter Weller in the suit. We just want to have fun. Real talk. I'll never call my bits little again. <laughs> Robo I've never tasted a peacock. My wife's a, a horse person. Blasting their way across Oklahoma. It's the show with Pop and Colby on the Blitz 1170. How young is too young to have your prostate checked? All right, give me the call letters again. Uh, KTSB, the Blitz 1170. KTSB at the plate and whammy! The Blitz 1170, you betcha. All right, yo, what's up? Welcome in here on a Tuesday here on the Blitz 1170, and we're streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Colby Daniels and Scott File alongside with you this afternoon, taking you all the way through the afternoon until 6 p.m. here on the Blitz 1170. And as we mentioned on the app, where fellas, I don't know about you, but it seems like a really good day to go outside and I got this pile of limbs that I really need to just light on fire right now and see what type of catastrophe could happen the minute that I walk outside. Uh, it feels like our state is an entire tinderbox today with winds 30 40 miles per hour as dry as conditions are and it's like every time i refresh twitter i see another reminder hey you probably shouldn't be burning anything outside today and i don't know how everyone else's house is but i walked outside last night and it felt like that i was in one of those california forest fires with just the smell that was emanating around my house i mean good grief um it is um it's it's definitely one of the more dangerous days that we've had in quite some time so if you're out there, you know, your daily routine of a heater at lunch or whatever, or you're driving down the highway, just make sure to keep those inside of the car and don't be flicking anything outside. What's going on, fellas? How are you guys today? It's windy AF, and I don't like it. Oh, so is from, it, man? From that standpoint, I've been better, but, you know, we're, we're surviving. We're making it through. We're just... Uh, you know, gutting this one out and and hoping to see another day. Does it smell like wildfires around your house at all? Is no. anyone burning anything? No, I can't. I can't smell anything. Man. But I'm sure. I'm sure somewhere God, somebody's I walked burning out last night. Right? I was like, I was like, what idiot is trying to burn something right now at dark? It's so <laughs> so wild. I was expecting to look out to the horizon and see like an orange glow with the way that it smelled. So whether it's that or, or battling skunks, that's kind of my uh, my existence here uh, on the homestead. Scott, what's up with you, buddy? How are you today? Not much. Just bracing for what's going to feel like a 70-degree 70 degree, 70 degree drop tomorrow. So, 
Just bracing yeah, for that. Yeah, is everyone ready for that? We go from setting records. Did you know there was a place in Texas yesterday that hit 100? Down around the Holy McAllen God. area, I believe, uh, it hit 100 degrees. Dallas was 94 yesterday as we were basking in the 80-degree temperatures here. Um, and it didn't, you know, the, the thing about it is is that I walked outside and I, I don't know, maybe we're just kind of conditioned ourselves with the uh, extreme temperatures that we've had as of late. But uh, even 85, like I walked outside and I'm like, this is, this is absolutely perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know, it's got a different feel. It's got an, it's got an absolute different feel to it when it happens outside of the summer months, like the, the lack of humidity that's here. But if we could have this like temperate feel the entire way through, I'd be fine with it. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with it. Now I know that has a devastating impact allegedly on the, uh, on the globe. If we start to shift seasons like this and have more temperatures like this, but uh, Hey, I feel like that we're not on a coastal area, so we don't have to worry about rising waters anytime soon. <laughs> well, I think that that crazy wind is what's bringing the cold weather in. We are we are headed to the Thunder game tonight, which is a late start, nine o'clock. And I believe Ooh, from the nice. from the time the game starts until about the time that we'll be getting home, I think we're looking at about a forty degree drop. Yeah, it's going to move through. I think through our neck of the nape sometime around 8 p.m. So whenever that hits you guys. But, yeah, you're going to be in uh, for a rude awakening, almost like those moments we're in a casino in Vegas. And you say you go in when it's when it's dark, and then you come back out, and it's like daytime. You're like, what the hell happened here? Have I been playing that long? I have no understanding of where I'm at. Yeah, you guys are going to be feeling it <laughs> when you walk out of the uh, Thunder game tonight. Oh, look at you guys, huh? A little Thunder action tonight. How about that? Yeah, man. Score some sweet seats. Got some, uh, yeah, was uh, was given some nice tickets, so we are going to take advantage. You know, it's not necessarily ideal 9 p.m. on a Tuesday night, but, yeah, we haven't been to a game this year, and uh, and they're pretty sweet seats, so. Taking uh, Little Man, or is he is he staying back? No, he's, he's going to spend the <laughs> evening with the grandparents, which is probably the way that he prefers okay. it, because... He'll he'll be able to eat anything and everything he wants, all the junk food that he wants. He'll probably score, you know, multiple brand new toys, and you know that's that's how they just spoil the hell out of him. So, yeah, I, I, he's probably he would probably prefer that if given the choice. Nice. So you get to uh, take in the always impressive Houston Rockets this evening, making their journey up to Oklahoma City tonight. That's right, and maybe maybe have a a thirteen or fourteen dollar beer or two, and uh, yeah, <laughs> enjoy the nightlife in downtown OKC. Yes, yes, that sounds. I mean, like it should a, be a win, right? I mean, that's the good thing. Should be a win tonight. It should, yes, <laughs> it should. Um, you you bring up something there that I've. I've often wondered, uh, what is the proper age to start bringing kiddo to sporting events? Like, is there is there an age that kind of fits right into the, okay, I'm, I'm cool enough to probably sit here at least long enough before I start to complain? Have you guys tried that yet at all? Because I'm 
contemplating that, one, i got to get this by the boss first to make sure that this is going to be okay. But since we are going to Atlanta to view Panda, um, I thought that we might also take in an MLS game on a, uh, on a Sunday evening. And uh, I don't know if she has the ability to sit there through an entire sporting event like that, especially in soccer's soccer's in and out like you're you're there in two hours. So if there is one that kind of fits the time frame where she doesn't have to pay that too much uh, of attention in a long form, maybe this is it. But again, I got to work this by the boss first. But I don't know if you've actually taken him to a sporting event yet. So we we took him to some sporting events when he was like really young. So I guess that doesn't really count because uh-huh. he wasn't even old enough to maybe understand where he was. The the since I think he has gained some sense of self-awareness enough to know like where he is and what he's watching. I think the last time we took him to a sporting event was the I was doing pregame for for OSU football, I guess, in the home opener of maybe 2022. Okay, yeah, and I think I think you gave us the tickets actually. Yeah, I did. Absolutely, that's right. That's that. right. And yeah, so that was the last time, and he was fine for about 30 minutes, and then it was just a train wreck the rest of the way. <laughs> I mean, had no yeah. desire to watch the football game, had no desire to sit still, had no desire to not talk about any and everything that, that didn't include said football game and hungry and wanting to go to the bathroom. And yeah, it just, it wasn't like, it was fun for a short time, but then it just became a, a giant chore. And I decided at that moment, like, cause at some point, you know, I want to take him to like his first baseball game, but I decided at that moment that's not going to happen until I know he's going to appreciate, you know, what we're doing. So I, I don't think he's there yet. Yeah. I don't know if mine's there yet either. And I, I would hate to spend the money on the tickets and then have to uh, automatically, I don't know, get up 20 minutes into the match and just start walking around looking at mainly I'd like, I want to go because Atlanta United games seem like that they're fun, but I kind of want to see Mercedes-Benz as well. And I don't know when my next opportunity to be at Mercedes-Benz will be. So maybe that's just me being selfish, and I should just say, ah, screw it. We'll just do the aquarium one day yeah. and then do this yeah. the next and not worry about what old dad wants. We took him to a drillers game two summers ago, and he spent the entire game in the bounce house. So, you know, that that yeah. one, I guess, also doesn't really count because – we just spent the money on the little wristband for him to to do that the entire game. And basically that she consisted of my wife standing over there watching him bounce while I, I actually watched baseball and drank beer. Yeah, Linux lasted, I think, an, an inning and a half, I think, at the driller game that she went to. Um, so, yeah, I guess she has technically been to a sporting event. But, um, you know, there are lots of things for her to do at the driller's game to draw her attention away from it. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up this afternoon, we've got John Holcomb, who's going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour. She's shaking her finger at me like I'm not allowed to talk about her or something. Uh, Holcomb will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk more about Oklahoma State. Uh, a variety of things to get into with John before the Cowboys have another midweek game coming up uh, tomorrow. And then back at it for the uh, the twofer 
the Wednesday night and then Saturday broadcast that you'll hear right here on the Blitz 1170. Um, I do here off the top want to issue a retraction because after we got done yesterday, I thought, you know, I should probably go ahead and watch the full Jay Billis clip when it comes to thoughts on storming the court. And I'm glad that I did because after I went back and watched the Jay Billis clip, because that debate still continues on to this day with more and more coaches, and it seems like that that is the question, the go-to question of everyone at press conferences, depending on when basketball coach meets with the media and the local media. I mean, Boynton will meet with the media again, I believe, on Thursday, as is pretty No, he's typical. meeting with them at 4 this afternoon. Oh, it's 4 o'clock, so they moved it up today because of the, uh, yeah, because of the, of the away game. game. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure, Scott, that he'll be asked 100 times about, hey, what's your thoughts on Storm in the court? You know, we asked Porter that. Uh, Bill Self has jumped in with his thoughts on on the entire idea. So every coach by a drop-off point this week will be asked about thoughts on limiting or flat-out banning the rushing of the court or storming of the court. And most of them follow along the same path, which is, hey, we've got to find a new and different way to be able to do that uh, without really providing any any real context. So I did go back and listen to Jay Billis, and – I'm I'm happy I did, but I'm also angry at the same time. One, because it's Jay Billis, and I don't know if you can find anyone that's as uh, haughty. More haughty. I, who's Who has a more haughty element to them? Is it Jim Nance or Jay Billis? I think that should be a poll. If we were Jay Dan Billis. Patrick today, yeah. that would be our poll question. Uh, Fritzy, um, who's more haughty? Is it Jay Billis or is it Jim Nance? You know, the rumor is when when Naismith was writing the rules of basketball, it was Jay Billis who gave him some suggestions and, yeah. and uh, you know, really said, I don't know if that one's going to work. You might want to think about changing that. See, what I had heard is that Jay Billis was actually there weaving the peach basket together that they actually were able to hang on the first ever rim when they were developing the game. <laughs> you know, they, they put a wee little Jay Billis to work. Grandpa told him to go out there and weave the basket so we'd have something to shoot our ball through. Um, I, I got it wrong yesterday. I just did because Jay, at least at the end of the clip, stated – hey, we, the media, are as culpable as anyone in continuing on the tradition of showing these highlights. And he called out his employer, ESPN. He called out a a variety of media members as well and entities that continue to show these highlights. So I was wrong on that in in stating that it doesn't seem like a lot of people are willing to go there. Jay at least was. That's where I will give him this little piece of credit where I laughed hysterically at listening to Jay Billis yesterday on the subject was his thoughts on, hey, if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it immediately. Do you know what his suggestion was in, in stopping it immediately? Yeah, it's this is hysterical. But, yeah, but do you know how? Oh, no, no. Jay Billis wants... Once everyone runs onto the floor, that's when he wants the floor surrounded by security. They're going to they're gonna basically make a giant Red Rover chain of security guards around the floor, and then 
as they try to walk off the floor, that's when they take down their information and contact and also keep them from leaving the floor. So basically, my idea still is kind of relevant where you hit the magic button and a giant cage comes up out of the floor and just traps all those people in there. That was that, I'm making up the cage part, but his idea is, no, let's just surround the floor with security guards after they rush the floor, and then we'll take their information down or cuff in each and every single last one of them as they come off the floor, which is about as practical as nothing. But like, w- there is – tell me the difference in how you can actually apply that and get that done compared to actually keep them from rushing onto the floor. You think everyone's just going to stick around and wait for everyone individually to be identified? Like, oh, hey, sir. <laughs> you don't think that someone's not going to give them, like, hey, what's your name? Uh, Johnny Peppercorn? Like, that's <laughs> – like, no, no. There's, there's still – there's no good ideas at all. And I don't care if a coach gets on the PA and makes an announcement. They, they stop the game down and go, hey, just in case there happens to be a big moment here, we don't want you on the floor. They're still going to come onto the floor. So Jay Billis's big idea on how they can stop it and stop it tomorrow was once they're on the floor, you don't allow them to leave the floor. Okay, well, that's the exact same problem as trying to staff more security inside of the arenas and creates much more of a problem because if, if you have a, air quote, caged animal – that knows that it's going to get into trouble in in a moment like that after a joyous celebration, you think they're going to be fully cooperative? No, they're not at all. I might even argue that that might fall into the pattern of what all the administrators tell them anyway, which is you're kind of asking for more problems if you go ahead and try to prevent them from doing something. So there's Jay Billis's big idea, and I had to apologize because he at least called out the media. Well, just like you can't prevent them from getting on the floor, I don't know how you prevent a mob from getting off the floor if that's what they choose to do. And I, I guess, like, it's are – there, are there just a surplus of security officers that, that don't have anything to do on this yeah. planet? Yeah, you didn't I mean, know are, that. I mean, are, are we going to hold every – like, wh- where does this end? Is it just, like, the Power 5 schools? Or does it go below that? Like, are we going to hold – Every single NCAA college basketball program to the standard of quadrupling their security detail for every single home game? Well, Mississippi Valley State won, a, won their first game last night. So when they had the, the court storming, you know, I, that's, that's bad on Mississippi Valley State. They didn't have enough people to keep all the students out of the stands that were rushing onto the floor after they got their first victory of the season. So, yeah, I mean, it, it goes beyond even Power 5, but – yeah, the surplus of security guards, you can just run out to Securities R Us or whatever and, and find them. <laughs> and they're all, they're all incredible at what they do, too, right? I mean, they're all properly trained. You know, they, <laughs> and they'll they all, all do it for their, free, too. They all have their own events T-shirts yeah. that they're able to put on. That's they right. all bring their own flashlights. Proper training, right? Zip ties. They, they have it all. They're all of proper... Ah, let's see here. Proper. We're all going to be the kind level. of people that are going to definitely get information from students on the floor and prevent them from leaving the floor before that's done. They're all certified. They've been through every training course that one might need to uh, to stop elements like this to walk people through. So yeah, 
It's, uh, it's as easy as that, guys. You know, you can stop it right now if you wanted to, according to Jay Billis. All right. Uh, we've got a lot more to get to coming up this afternoon here on the Blitz 1170. Thank you for tuning in on the show. We're streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. That is Scott File. Colby Daniels takes the reins next as John Holcomb will join us in the 5 o'clock hour here on the Blitz 1170 with a snack later on today at 445 as well.